She literally started at the bottom and ended up owning her own successful advertising agency. Welcome in once again to Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. Our next guest is Nancy O'Neill and her advice to aspiring entrepreneurs, no matter what role you have, work like you own the place, because that is the mindset you need to succeed. Let's get into it. It is Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, episode number one. 113. Oh, one more thing. There are minor audio hits here. Again, my Skype was still giving me problems around this time, but it's all arable and let's get going. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, and I am Jeff Bolitnikoff. Once again, we have a successful story to share with you in the form of Nancy O'Neill. Now, Nancy O'Neill, for, boy, 27 years, she owned Engel O'Neill Advertising. It's a business that she was a co-founder of, and she has so many other things that she has done in her career uh, she was a vice president, account executive, copywriter for other advertising agencies. She was assistant director of a nine-person PR and advertising department of a tertiary care hospital. At that point, it was known as Hammett Medical Center. And just a lot of, a lot of great experience in the advertising and marketing world and came from the ground up. And so it's a very interesting story to tell. At one point, she was my boss. I learned a lot from her, still consider her a friend to this day. Nancy O'Neill, so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to hear your story because I know when we work together, or should I say when I worked for you, uh, you know, in the day-to-day kind of hectic stuff that you get into, doesn't really allow, especially in the agency world, which I know you'll get into, doesn't really allow you to kind of sit down and have a coffee and uh, break down somebody's story. So I'm really excited to talk to you and to learn a different side and so if you could, like I do with all my guests, maybe just break down your bio and your words for the folks that are listening. Again, welcome, Nancy. Uh, thank you very much. And again, I've been very fortunate, I think, to have opportunities to move up, though I think you have to make sure you take those opportunities. And if I go back even to high school, I think I'm sort of fortunate in that I wasn't very popular. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be, and I was too shy to be. But anyway, if you look back to the goal of high school, which is to learn and be exposed to more things and sharpen skills or whatever, I did. I was able then to take extra credit and extra courses, and I went to Allegheny on the Saturdays and then band and chorus and through French 4 and did become valedictorian. I was always ambitious, but again, if, if you look back and you can't, you know, at the time you're in high school... I think the social situation is so very important, and I wish sometimes it wasn't because it's not going to matter a few years later. I also work summers from 14 on as a dishwasher on up. I think it's so good for you to see how businesses are run. It's a little discouraging sometimes because you're thinking, wait a minute, you know, maybe this isn't done as well as it should be, but that can give you confidence the future. It's not a mystery anymore. So take any kind of summer work you can. In college, same thing as far as a goal. 
you're really there to learn and prepare for a career, and it's great to have fun, too. I had a great advisor, a journalism advisor. He had real-world experience, and that, that just helped so much. He taught news writing and skills, but also meeting deadlines. I mean, we'd come into class and he'd say, okay, write a feature article. Um, I don't even know if he gave us a subject and come back here with it typed and finished and interview somebody in the meantime and be back here in 45 minutes. Because if you can learn to write, you still have to, if you're going to work for a newspaper, which was all, you have to write with deadlines in mind. You have to write quickly, but correctly. We had to go interview other journalists out of town, take a bus. It was just a pain in the but he also said, go for the top person. The people in the middle don't have time to be interviewed or to give you time. So anyway, I, I guess it, the, it, I was fortunate to get experience in college. And that's also a recommendation, of course. You know, he said, have newspaper articles with your byline on it. So you can prove you can write when you go to work for a newspaper, when you go to interview for a paper. So I did all those things, which, again, were expensive for me at the time because I, you know, was financially challenged and uh, time challenged maybe. But I did have four uh, job offers a week after graduation, three with papers, and one with the weekly. Now, I chose the weekly, which was uh, a strange choice, at least to some of the other uh, people that offered me the dailies. But I just chose a small city versus a small town. And even though I had lived in a town well, south of Pittsburgh and then moved to Butt Lake in high school, I had never been to Erie, Pennsylvania before. So I did have to drive there, made no money, had to answer down in the paper, move in with a, a couple uh, roommates. Um also, he said, start in your field, even for the worst pay. So somehow I managed to find, I think, the worst pay at the time, which was like $6,000 a year. But even my roommates, who maybe weren't in a career field, made half again as much more. But like he said, you stay in your field, start in your field, because you're going to have competitors coming out of school the next year or you're going to get going in a field that maybe isn't your natural inclination or, or field you love. And if you love it, you're going to have enthusiasm for it and move up. And you're going to have job offers or opportunities come to you, which is exactly what happened with me. Now, in three years, I, I worked for a weekly newspaper that had six editions and it was mostly a print shop. So I did everything. I, I wrote the articles. I typed them, I helped with layout, I helped press day get the, the uh, printed, actually. So it was a lot of skills, and all that became obsolete, certainly, you know, with computers and everything else. But three years later, when the owners sold the paper, they paid my school loan, which at the time was a wonderful thing, and even now it's, it seems more unbelievable that an employer would do that for me. I spoke about this, or I do once in a while, and I say, you know, you do have to work like you own a place, and a colleague had told me, and that's why you do. Well, I think that has certainly helped me, and I don't mean that in an arrogant way. It's just that you're being paid to work for a company or for an employer, so what you do has to benefit the employer and the company first. 
it just so happens that also benefits you the most too. Now, I did go to a, a industrial ad agency for four years and did then get recruited to a job in hospital advertising and PR. And after that, got recruited again back to a different ad agency, which was more consumer, and then was promoted there and an opportunity opened up when two partners of the agency I worked for were going to dissolve, then I had two offers to be a partner. I also had a partnership offer at the agency I was before, and at the medical center, the president sent someone to talk to me a few years later to say, would you come back and whatever it would take, which was certainly flattering, but again, I would say that luck plays a, a role too. Opportunities come up that you're you're lucky to be exposed to, but you have to have the courage to do it. So much easier to stay where you are, stay with the people you know, the job you know. I think courage is something that leaders need to have, and I think women do have more of now today than they used to. They used to assume the guy would be the boss. They would, uh, uh, you know, assume that they might not have to support themselves, which everybody should. Hey, I'm getting off subject here a little bit. No, yeah, I actually, I, I th- actually think this is great. And one one thing I'd, I'd like to kind of come in on here is because you talk about a couple really interesting concepts of having courage and acting like you own the place, and those things. It's like. And then also some luck, as you said, plays a role, but it's also the kind of that opportunity meeting uh, the preparation. That's what creates luck, right? So maybe you could take, uh, and I'd like to get your perspective on those things, kind of tie it all together, the courage, acting like you own the place and being very direct about knowing exactly what you want to do in your career and staying with it laser focused, in your case, advertising and marketing. Okay, I think you don't always know what you like the best or would be the best at or enjoy the most, but that's why you start working summers when you're younger, you change jobs, and then in different positions you find out what you are good at or what you like. You know, maybe it's both. At Hammett Medical Center, I had so much management I learned a lot there. I really did, how to run meetings, et cetera. But I missed the writing and the hands-on creative, too. So I knew I wanted to do both, which I could do more easily in that agency. But as far as taking opportunities, and I I had a a woman friend of mine say that she has used this philosophy or or talked about it. If you're 60% in favor of doing something and 40% not. So many people, men and women, think if they don't do it, they're just delaying a decision. But they aren't. They're choosing to listen to the 40%. Not doing something is making a decision. Making a decision not to take a job, not to move to a new city, not to try something. Now, there's certainly some things maybe you're 100% sure, hopefully Getting married is one of those things. Having children, if you wait until you're 100% sure that it's the right time 
and you don't have to worry about the money or worry about how it affects your career or your job, you would never have them. But if you're 90% sure, don't listen to the 10%. Anyway, that's just kind of a personal philosophy that's kind of evolved, uh, and I've used it to make decisions. And you, you try things, even if you're, again, not 100% sure. How could you be 100% sure you're going to do well in a new job? But if somebody else wants to recruit you, first of all, they know the job better than you do. So they probably know that you're going to do just fine. But again, a lot of it is going for the opportunities. Being the boss, it's not as hard. I don't believe now for women. I'm so glad. But in my generation or growing up, and the guys were always the boss and think they should be, and the women aren't, and they think the guys should be. And I really think that has changed. But again, it, it takes a little courage to get out of your comfort zone, but there are times you, you absolutely need to do that. And, and, you know, time goes fast. Again, when you're older, you realize that. So make the moves that you're more than 50% in favor of. Well, I am definitely 100% in favor of, you see that segue right there? (laughs) Every once (laughs) in a while, I can be proud of myself for something like that. But no, all kidding aside, I'd like to hear what kind of resources you think that our listeners should plug into. Well, certainly going back to college or any kind of post-secondary school you go to, or even high school, you need a good advisor. And I think you don't have one, you should change them. Again, you have to ask the advisor for advice. You have to go for it, and then you have to listen. I think uh, resources that inspired me were, even in my own industry, joining Ad Club, and we used to have speakers like Fallon McGilligan, copywriters, and subjects that were so interesting, and you kept learning. Or I would ask my boss, whoever it was at the time, if I could go to a seminar you know, nowadays it'd be a webinar. I was inspired. I don't think you'd call them resources, but I was inspired when I was in my 30s that there was a female Erie County executive, Judy Lynch, and an Erie City mayor, Joseph Occhio. There were women, and they, you know, spoke at big meetings, which were 90% attended by men. And I learned also at the time how important it is to be a good public spirit something I hadn't taken in high school or avoided in college. So I took a course. I mean, you can, you have to continue to take advantage of resources that improve strengths or help correct your weaknesses. So I I guess as far as resources, networking, certainly um, other leaders and making sure that you are involved whatever field you're in, that you're always learning and knowing more about and assessing your own weaknesses and strengths. I think that's a really strong list of resources for people to plug into and definitely things they should take advantage of. We'll give you the floor now. Pass the mic over to you, Nancy, and have you take out the podcast with any message that you would like to deliver to our listeners. So, Nancy, the floor, once again, is yours. Okay, thank you. Uh, One of the ideas I think you mentioned before is think of what words are inspiring or what words are important to you. 
And I've always thought of the word enthusiasm. I used to have it written on a little thing on my, my desk because it was something like enthusiasm. Make sure you have it. Nothing great was ever achieved without it. I think that's attributed to, to Ralph Waldo Emerson, who also said enthusiasm is the mother of effort. We all know the day you are enthusiastic and passionate about something, you can do it. The day you aren't, you can barely pick up the phone. It, it's an intangible. So what brings enthusiasm is being in a field that you enjoy. And usually if you're good at something, that helps you enjoy it. So if you're in a position and you're not enjoying it, move on. I'd say be around positive people and everybody says that, but it, but it is true. I went to a seminar once and said, well, what if your boss is the next person? And the guy yelled at me and he said, get out of there. And so I did. It's so easy to be negative. Uh, I think women, uh, any leader, not just women, you know, a leader is anyone. It, it, I mean, women are leaders who happen to be women. They're not women leaders. Men and women have the same qualities and they have the same insecurities and strengths, etc. But anyway, uh, the other thing is, is persistence. You know, there's overwhelming goals or something you want to be. Little steps will probably get you there. I, I heard that Tom Ridge said he wanted to be president, and so he did everything he should. Served in the armed forces, did this and this and this. Look how far he got. He ought to be president, quite frankly. In my case, I guess two things stand out. We built a house, my husband and I built a three-story geodesic dome. It took us two years. It was a kit that was a pile of wood and a piece of paper. But I wanted a different house, and we weren't builders. It just step by step. The best example and, and persistence, you have to be persistent and don't quit. When the going gets tough and you're having a bad day, it will probably be better tomorrow. But I, uh, I have a hard time talking about this, but... I lost a, a child in a car accident, and I just needed to raise another little girl. I had two biological boys then still, and I was 41 years old. So in three years, when I could didn't want to be awake, I had three in vitros, a successful one, another miscarriage. And in three years, I had adopted two more baby girls at age 44, which was an overwhelming goal for me. But one step at a time, you, you get there. So I'm just saying stick to it, and you're going to have bad times. Don't quit. Just move on if you need to and enjoy what you're doing. Give back is another Athena principle that I think Jeff talks about at times. And... You know, I was in, fortunate to have an employer send me into Leadership Erie, which taught you about the community and then encouraged you to, okay, now serve on a board. And I was asked, if you're in marketing and advertising, you get asked a lot, I think, to serve on boards. But I was at the Center for the Blind for 10 years, who is the president of the board, been on the board of Mill Creek Hospital for years and years. Everybody's busy, but you should always, I think, say yes when somebody you don't know, calls and says, hey, I, I'm trying to network. Could you meet with me? I know a lot of people who don't do that, but I do. 
and you hear of job opportunities and you know who would fit. So you call the connection as if you're an HR person. Just because you had luck come your way, you want to give back. And again, it makes you feel good. It's like anything else. If you're productive, you feel it. If you're busier, you do more. I guess my advice is just, uh, especially for women, to have courage to move on. And and here's a, a strange one. If you have the inclination, then have children. They do not hold you back. They help you. Children will balance you. If you burn out, it's because you're taking work home and you're working all the time. If you work during the day and you have children at home, it is the perfect break. And they're nothing but inspiring and bring you joy. And in my case, I think the more you have, the happier you are and the better you work. And, and there you have it. Well, Nancy O'Neill, I really appreciate your time. I'm sorry for your loss. I uh, pre- appreciate you sharing a very personal story with the listeners and myself. And, and again, condolences to you. Well, thank you. I, I learned something from it, but things do happen and just don't quit. Hang in there. That's a good message to end on. Do not quit and never quit. And Nancy O'Neill, I... I'm afraid, though, we have to quit our conversation here, which is I really don't want <laughs> Great to. Great segue. <laughs> I really don't want to do. I, yeah, I've had two today. I think it's this must be my week of segues. But again, Nancy, thank you so much. See, O'Neill, now retired, but never truly retired because she so does a lot of freelance writing, successful career, wide and varied career, and really interesting to hear your story. And thank you for sharing it. Really appreciate it. Have you on the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. And you continue to do what you're just terrific at doing. You have a terrific voice, and you're very good at interviewing and doing podcasts, and I know you're going to go far. Thank you, Nancy. That means a lot coming from you. What does our next guest say to women as they're trying to build their career? One, stop self-selecting out. Two, be bold as you persevere through ups and downs to build a successful career that works for you. Our next guest is Kate Eisler, and she is an author and founded a nonprofit called Be Bold Now. Let's listen in in this segment as Kate talks about risk-taking and taking advantage of opportunities. I am a, a bit of a risk-taker, and I picked Seattle on a map when I was two weeks before I turned 21 and moved here. And through a series of you know, luck and being in the right place and being willing to take opportunities, I went to work for what was then a little startup. It was Microsoft. And went through my career there, spent a few years, married, had one child, and someone that I knew about and worked with moved to Paris. And it was a young man, and I thought, if he can do that, I can do that. We hope you join us next week for that episode, and we know that you are going to find it valuable. All right. Let me be bold along with my partners at Athena International and ask for your help to grow. Two simple things, rate and review the podcast and share it with your network. If you do those things, it would help us immensely. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week.